Hello everybody, welcome to Tech Talks. I'm Victor here with Julie. And uh, this week we have a couple, actually it's more of a gaming uh, week oh. this week than it is uh, anything else. There is one thing about Google uh, that I will throw out there. Um, Google has, are, are starting to make it so that all the Google phones, which I believe means the pixel lineup are going to be getting the features of the robocalling uh, filtering. And uh, this was a feature that's on the Pixel 3 and Pixel 4. I guess it's coming down to Pixel 1 and Pixel 2. Super useful feature though, the screen call um, allowing you to just kind of see uh, ahead of time whether it's a robocall or not and don't, not even pick it up uh, outside of that though the other uh, thing that we were going to talk about is uh, VR and the Xbox because they had new announcements on the Xbox um, first of all uh, first we'll talk with the HTC uh, HTC is coming out with three new VR headsets. Uh, they're at varying different levels uh, uh, of the market, essentially. Because there's essentially three markets for the headsets right now. There is the low-end uh, cheap headset pricing. There is the, um, there is the no computer kind of headsets, ones that you could take with you anywhere. You don't need a computer to be plugged in. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, there's the Oculus Quest, and now HTC has come out with their own variant of that. Huh. And then you have the high-end, high-grade market with the highest graphics, refresh rates, things like that, um, for those that are, on the, that are looking for the bleeding edge of the technology. Okay. So HTC has uh, released one of each. Um, or is releasing one of each this year. They are coming out with the Cosmos Elite. So Cosmos being their um, high-end brand. Now the Elite is their more high-end brand from the Cosmos. Um, that's going to have the light uh, stations like uh, the traditional uh, VR with the light stations that are tracking. You mean the sensors on the walls. Yeah, the sensors on the walls. They're called light stations. Okay. And uh, it's from it's being tracked from the outside in. So it's so the light stations are external that are tracking your position. Okay. Um, they are. It's going to be compatible with the previous HTC light stations because these are going to be. Uh, along with the the old elite uh, base stations that were the base stations 2.0, um, if you have the original HTC Vive, those are the 1.0 base stations. This is going to be backwards compatible with all of those. Uh, same thing with the uh, controllers and everything like that. So you can upgrade in parts if you want. So if That's you want to nice. just upgrade the yeah. headset and then chain upgrade the other stuff later on, or however you want to do it. Uh, there's uh, adaptability there. Um, they 
is uh, they're going to have new faceplates that are going to be interchangeable. I'm not exactly sure what they're going to be doing with those faceplates. It sounds like there's something to do with tracking on them, um, but it wasn't very clear. They're going to have these Vive. Uh, oh, it's also going to be compatible with the um, Steam headsets as well, uh, or the Steam head uh, ecosystem that they have for their... Uh, da, 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 the um, headsets, right? Steam has its own headset brand now. Okay. Um, it's expected to retail at $899. So about average for uh, the bleeding edge technology of HTC. So about three years ago, um, that the Vive was about $800. Oh. $899 maybe. Um, then uh as time got on the bleeding edge the elite was when that came out was about eight hundred dollars nine hundred dollars yeah the cosmos and now and now this is this so it's staying in the general range of the high end i think the steam vr one is still higher i think that's over a thousand dollars but it's not that uh, that it's in that range right um there's going to be an external tracking faceplate that will launch as a $200 upgrade. Mm -hmm. So it sounds like there's going to be, a, there comes includes a pre-installed external faceplate. Oh, the external tracking faceplate will launch as a standalone for either the Cosmos or the Cosmos Play. Um, I'm not sure what the external tracking faceplate is, though. It seems like... It seems like that might be the faceplate. Okay, so we'll we'll let me get back to the. Uh, let's go through the thing, headsets, and then I will uh, get back to the external tracking faceplate and the way I am understanding it. So uh, next is the Vive Cosmos XR, and the Vive Cosmos XR is the standalone uh, VR headset. It's going to be. It competing against the Oculus Quest. And essentially, these are headsets that don't require a computer to use. They will have an internal computer and internal programming so that you can uh, play the VR games without a high-end computer. So, okay, a couple questions. Is it yeah. the same VR games that are available for the other ones? Uh, yes, it is the same VR games like a computer would have. Okay. There is a caveat, though. Okay. The caveat is you're generally generally locked in to the ecosystem that you are in with those, right? Because it's since it's not a computer, there's less finicking with them. So if you are on Oculus, it's going to have the Oculus Store. If you are on the Vive, it's going to have the Vive Store. Okay. Um, the uh, there have been people that have been able to 
get them to mod them so that you could or at least with the quest because this one's not out yet but with the quest they've been able to mod them to be able to use the either store and they've also uh now the quest has updated it so that you can use um a USB-C cable to plug into your computer so that you can actually get direct live feed from your computer through USB-C which is uh pretty cool so that that headset does turn into a uh a regular Vive head or regular computer based set at the same time which you could use all the computer capabilities now the cosmos xr has not said anything so far that i know of about whether it's going to be compatible with plugging into a computer too and then you just have the best of both worlds um even then it wasn't really the best of both worlds there's been a there was a lot of lag on the quest when it comes to plugging it into the pc versus uh, USB-C. I think there's a lot of programming in there that has to be done uh, before that actually becomes as good as just a direct plug-in to a PC version. Did you have a second question to that? I forgot it. Oh, sorry. But there is a caveat to doing this without the uh, um, PC, and uh, it's good to recognize that that might be the case. Now this one is uh, going to have the internal um, sensors to the uh, Vive, which meaning that it's going to track your position of the, your hands or your controllers from the headset, not from external base stations. Oh. And uh, this is going to be coming up with at uh well it's going to be coming up at the gdc conference uh which is later this month or next month um and since it's standalone and it doesn't need a computer is it more expensive than what you said is the top of the line this that's the thing they have not announced the pricing yet okay um with the quest it is the quest was not more expensive than top of the line because the uh, hardware in there was not as good as high-end stuff. It was, more, it was designed for portability, so you had media-ish hardware, um, enough to get the Vive and things going, um, not enough for it to be considered high-end. Okay. But it's definitely better than putting a phone mm -hmm. into a, a splitting glass mm -hmm. and doing it with, uh, cardboard style. Then you have the Vive Cosmos Play. And this is also a internal tracking setup that uh, will be able to track your head handset from the inside out. And uh, And then this is also this is a computer-based one. Uh, so this is going to be competing along the ends of the oculus rift s which is a very simplified um headset that doesn't require all the base tracking doesn't require this it has two plugins that plug straight into the computer and you're like you're set to go um still has decent specs when it comes to the display and everything like that um so it, it feels good if uh, you get the power of a computer on uh with that too um 
So this is going to be uh, facing off against that. And uh, the with the Vive Cosmos Play though, it's going it, it is going to be compatible with other Vive accessories. Uh, there is a lot of accessories in the Vive ecosystem as well as the Oculus system, but I think the Vive really is the one that's been pretty open source about their technology so that people can plug in and uh, come up with all sorts of accessories. They have like uh, attachments for like um, if you have uh, a pre or what is it a, a printed gun or something like that to help you stabilize your movement. Um, you they have like uh, little accessories that like attach on so that it could keep track of what that where that movement is mm. on that thing. They have all sorts of open accessories. That's where the wireless um, accessory comes into so that you can be wireless with your headset. That would be nice. And uh, they so they they do have uh, this is supposed to be um, able to be compatible with the rest of the HTC Vive ecosystem. It's just going to be kind of a cheaper headset to uh, get into. And then um, they haven't announced also a pricing on this one either. Um, what they and this is back to the faceplate thing. Um, I believe that the two hundred dollar upgrade for the faceplate, what they said is going to be coming with the Cosmos Elite is actually going to make it so that the Cosmos Play will be working with the base stations then. So if you want to start off with the Cosmos Play, and then you decide that you want to get the base stations and things like that, um, you can then get a $200 accessory upgrade to get the faceplate to put into your Cosmos Play so that it works with the base stations, the external tracking. And, and you'd have to get the base stations. Yeah, you would have to get the base stations, which are, I think, a couple, a hundred to two hundred each. Um, and but you would also be able to use other accessories with that. So you could essentially um, build up your ecosystem incrementally instead of spending eight hundred, nine hundred dollars down. Mm -hmm. You could do it the other way. The the caveat to doing it that way is. The last thing you would want to upgrade is the headset itself, but that will be the one thing that is going to be, if you're doing it from the ground up, starting with nothing, that's going to be your bottleneck uh, at that point. Because I assume, they haven't really had the specs out, but I assume the specs for the Elite headset are going to have higher refresh rate, higher frame rate um, than for the, play. the Play one. Yeah, and I mean, it's nice that you can do it that incremental way, but I mean, by the time you do like a 200 faceplate upgrade and then another 100 or 200 for the base stations, and it's, I mean, that's pretty close to what you'd pay for the middle range, isn't it? But I guess you would be going all the way to the higher range. Ultimately. Yeah, the middle, the middle range of the uh, Quest and the XR is kind of in a weird space because they don't, that that ecosystem that they're in is it feels very separate as like a separate bubble because they are not using the computer at all they're using their own thing and so it might end up being more expensive than the cosmos play at first but it will just end up deteriorating over time and it doesn't scale right like the play will scale over time you can upgrade your computer 
you if so even if the if the headset like doesn't yeah. you can get your computer to be faster and you can get all these other things to be better and faster it is nice though to have that option i mean for us clearly i i think at home with our computers is how we would go yeah but that quest or that what was it xr vr yeah, what is it? the the XR. cosmos xr and the quest I, I think that is nice for people that um do like to have like social parties or take it to places or you know a grandparent that wants to pack it up and take it to different grandkids or nieces and nephews or whatever yeah they've um there was uh there's been a lot of different reasons to have a standalone one um a casual consumers that don't have high-end pcs but really like the uh the the vr um and for experiences for like businesses they can take it and easily show and demo their stuff yeah if they have like i mean if they have a demo if they have they have demos in vr uh real estate actually has been doing uh, vr demos uh quite often because that way you don't have to travel all the way to all the different locations you can see like 10 locations without leaving your the real estate office right Mm -hmm. um there so there's been practical applications for a lot of this um, but and also, uh, yeah, when it comes to convenience and things like that, there's also been um, people that have been using things like the the phone and the uh, in the cardboard cardboard uh, or fancier versions of that essentially that have been using it for planes, right? Because they can't handle flying, flying, and so they're able to go into their own world in the VR and just watch netflix in like a little theater and they just the plane ride doesn't bother them and uh so having like a portable headset like that uh there's a lot of good things that come with it but in and most of the time it is a separate thing than your ones that you're going to have in your house with your game with your computer-based systems okay um, so yeah, yeah, it's uh, I I think uh, it's pre- it's pretty cool uh, lineup that they're coming out with over the year, and I'm glad that we because last year Oculus seemed to be the one that was really showing off what they had. The I think Steam came out with their headset last year too, um, but Steam can be finicky too, right? One or two headsets might come out of Steam, but very rarely does anything with the number three come out of Steam. So we'll see how long their lineup lasts. And the uh, um, HTC, though, this is now their third iteration, and it sounds like they're very much still in the uh, in the fight for VR, and they want to keep going with that. So that's a lot of good promises uh, when it comes to VR. And just over time, very much like we talked about flip phones, the very first VR iteration, the HTC Vive, that would and the oculus demo or or, uh, dev kits those were several hundred dollars i think the dev kit was still like five hundred dollars um and then the vive the first consumer grade uh that came out was eight hundred nine hundred dollars now you're getting your base starting price at what is it the uh, oculus rift s at three hundred dollars so these things are coming down in price. They're becoming more achievable. Um, along with graphics cards, the 1080 
Um, I think even the 970 is what the minimum required graphics card is for uh, VR. Mm. Uh, but the 1080 is at what I would generally recommend. And those are down in price because the 2080s are out and uh, the 2080 mm. Ti's are out and they're going to be announcing another one. So the 1080s are actually very uh, good graphics cards that will get pretty much anything you need done in the gaming world right now um, outside of ray tracing. Uh, and you, uh, those are relatively cheap. A, a new computer build, basically, if you build a new computer right now, it'll be HT or it'll be VR compatible if you're spending, let's say, a thousand dollars on it. And with the pricing of it, just adding three hundred bucks to get a VR, that's almost uh, equivalent, like. It's a good deal. That's what I'm saying. I think that because uh, what I, I I just thought of the the only cheaper deal that you're gonna get VR wise is the PlayStation system. You can get a PlayStation Four Pro, I think for like four hundred or five hundred dollars, and the VR extension for another two hundred dollars. And so that way you can get. It's not exactly cheaper i guess if you've already got the playstation and are just well i mean that's eight hundred dollars for a console and vr console and yeah because if you wanted to do if you got the um, vr headset you still need a computer and so mm -hmm. you would still need a thousand dollar computer to play it unless you do the xr or the old one the quest. the quest yeah unless you do the xr quest but and uh that is about equivalent to but for, with the PlayStation the, the, VR. The computer or the whatever it is you're going to run it with, yeah. Yeah. If you don't have a computer and you're really wanting VR and you don't want to go the Quest or VR, then potentially PlayStation 4 is would yeah. be cheaper. Was there more on? That is it on the vi well, the Vibes, um, the HTC lineup, which is, uh, I thought, pretty cool. Yeah. Now, to go to the company that isn't really particularly interested in VR, uh, Xbox has announced, uh, on top of not being very interested in VR at the moment, uh, some specs for the new Xbox. So right now we're getting a lot of details on the new Xbox and not a lot of details on the PlayStation. And uh, I think this is hurting Sony in the long run by holding out this long as to what the PlayStation details are, because so far the Xbox details are winning a lot of people over. We've already talked about the cross compatibility, um, but or like For the saving. buy anywhere, um, the saving that that's kind of a thing happening just across the board. Cross saves. What do you mean by buy anywhere? The buy anywhere is uh, for many of the Xbox games, you can buy one game for the and it'll work both on the pc and xbox oh okay they have the xbox game pass where you pay a monthly fee and it's like netflix where you just have access to their the entire category of, of like 500 plus titles an entire catalog an entire catalog of games that you can play at your will and many of the games on there or many of the games that come out in uh like, like today are instantly put onto that service so mm -hmm. if you're paying you're 12 bucks a month 
or whatever the i think it is around 10 12 bucks a month for the xbox game pass that's 12 dollars for the new call of duty when it comes for out instead of the 60 dollars that you normally would pay but then get to keep it it's just yeah. a different it's a different okay, way of going about else? it but you have access to everything um so the there's a lot of things coming out about xbox that uh and now they're talking specs for the new mm -hmm. xbox series x and the specs sheet that the, the the recent spec that they talked about is kind of uh misleading in a way essentially they're trying to say that the cpu is going to be twice as powerful as the xbox one x which is going to be eight times which is uh, uh also that twice as powerful as that or eight times more powerful than the original xbox one when it came out um that's what they're they're announcing with the new cpu announcement it does 12 teraflops nobody that's just a number that is crunched as to how fast it calculates things and all you need to know is the xbox one x had was a six teraflop cpu and so it's going to be twice as fast as the series x was when it comes to cpu that doesn't account for gpu or the memory or any of the other features like hard drive speed or anything else like that so wait the series x is the old one or the new one the series x is the new one that's going to be coming out this winter this coming you mean 21 22 no that's this winter like oh it, that's ending in less than a month no 2020 winter okay so you mean 2021 no that's next year this is coming out this holiday what holiday? Easter holiday? <laughs> no, holiday season is usually considered you mean Christmas December season. December of 2020. Well, it could be before that. It could be September, October, in that general it's not August. They, it's Q4. They announced it uh, holiday next year is when they. So you do mean holidays though. 2020. You mean November, December, twenty twenty? We don't know exactly when it's coming out. We just know their pro their That's approximate situation is they when they announced the Xbox Series X, they announced it's coming out holidays twenty twenty, which is in the November, December. It could also be as early as August, though. Um, depend because they might want to get it out before Black Friday. Yes, I'm sure they do want to get it out before Black Friday, but. They they said holiday anyway. Yes, that's usually on. what holidays mean. It's just such a weird way to put it. And when we're in February, that's how marketing. No, this was last December when they announced that the series. In December, X. they said it'll be coming out this holidays holiday. 2020. Oh, they said. Okay, so they meant just in about a year. Yes. Let's move on. Let's um. So they're saying that the uh, graphics processor. Oh, uh, yeah. The graphics processor is twelve teraflops, which is <laughs> yeah, which is what is a teraflop? Again, it's just the calculation of how many uh, operations it can do per second. It's it's an arbitrary number, okay. essentially. All right. But all you need to know is comparatively, the last Xbox, the Xbox One X, 
was six teraflops. Okay. The PlayStation 4 Pro was 4.2 teraflops. So this is going to be really fast graphics processor. They're trying to hit 120 frames per second for video games. They are um, trying to get ray tracing capabilities. Ooh. And... Uh, da, da, da. So wait, they are trying but do not yet have? Well, this is what they're advertising. Oh, so they are going to do They're advertising. We will see how well it comes out, though. Okay, because we don't actually... Okay, okay. Because ray tracing, from what we've seen from the uh, NVIDIA, is fantastic. They're using AMD processors. AMD has no ray tracing um, GPUs out, so we have no idea what AMD's ray tracing is going to look like, if it's going to be fake ray tracing, if it's going to be like NVIDIA's GeForce ray tracing. Um, we have So this is okay. just what they're saying is it's going to have ray tracing, All right. 120 frames per second. Um, uh, smart delivery is what they're uh, also uh, advertising, which is if you have a game on the Xbox 360 or an Xbox One or Xbox Series X, it will pick whichever one is the uh, tuned to the system that you are trying to use. So if you have an Xbox 360 game, it will tune the system so that you will be able to play that Xbox 360 game at the best uh, or without, without hardware really messing it up because sometimes when you play a game on the wrong hardware it can really screw things up uh even though they're technically compatible so they've tried to optimize the backwards compatibility yes optimize did i finish that word optimize yeah optimize backwards say. compatibility and it is supposed okay. to be backwards compatible with the xbox one and through well right. uh through what do you call it um through law of deduction or whatever it is uh with the series x is backwards compatible with or the xbox one x is com backwards compatible with most 360 games so if this is backwards compatible with the one x then through that logic it should be the 360 360 well. compatible i don't think they've actually confirmed that they might have said that somewhere i might have missed that but as far as i know they might not uh, that's not necessarily a confirmed feature but a highly suggested one uh the okay. other part is quick resume games so apparently there's also creating a system where if you stop playing for a game and play another one and then want to go back to the first game that you were playing that they it'll be able to load up um, without even a loading screen it's just going to be as if you're multitasking and it'll just be able to switch back hmm. to it without having to reload or restart the game Interesting. And uh, the last bit of news, um, this is dealing with that backwards compatibility, the smart delivery. Um, they, this smart delivery system is actually uh, more in depth than what we what I we just said. Uh, apparently, they're going to give access to developers to use this system however they wish. And one of the ways that it's being used is that the Cyberpunk 2077 developer CD Projekt Red has uh, announced that if you buy the game for the Xbox One, their new Cyberpunk, and then you, you decide to upgrade your system from an Xbox One to an Xbox Series X, 
they will automatically upgrade the game for you. You will not have to buy it again. Nice. And so this is just another version of the buy anywhere kind of system, but this is going from upgrade to upgrade, or, or from upgrading this game instead of the side grade from PC to Xbox. Um, I realize that's not necessarily equivalent, but different systems at work, saving you money though, very great for overall consumers. And, uh, and again, nothing's being heard from PlayStation. When people are hearing this, they're thinking, Xbox sounds great right now. They might not even listen to whatever PlayStation has because you know if everything that you want is on xbox already do they know if or do we know whether playstation is releasing a console in the next year yes or they it... have announced the playstation 5 as well for holiday oh. 2020 oh yeah then they should be telling us about it yes yeah that does seem silly of no idea to. what the playstation is outside of the one demo that they put out about the new ssd hard drive that is going to make spider-man the w- game that everybody's still playing um load in a half second versus eight seconds like all right (laughs) that's all that we know about the playstation so far and uh we're hoping to hear more and we're hoping that see if they will even come close to providing the services that xbox is planning on doing all right uh that's it for this week did you have any questions or comments or concerns nope (laughs) (laughs) that's it for this week guys um we will see you next week have a great one take care